biggest virus defense Hello and welcome to the official podcast for the 28th annual FIRST conference in Seoul, South Korea. The conference is taking place between June the 12th and June the 17th. For more information, go to www.first.org. co-founder of Anubis Networks, and Null Silva, head of sales and business development. Thank you very much for taking the time to chat with me, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you. I hope I didn't uh, muck up your names too much there. I'm very bad at pronouncing foreign names. No problem. It's it's almost 100%. Trust me. <laughs> I will set up for 50% at this point. So. Okay, no problem. Fair enough, fair enough. Great. So one of the things you're, you're going to be talking to us about on on, uh, on this podcast is is obviously threat intelligence, which is, is something that uh, is very close to, to your, your heart. Um, but we're specifically talking a little bit about um, threats that are, are facing the APAC region as we're we are coming towards the conference in Seoul, South Korea. It seems reasonable to talk about this. So can you talk a little bit at a high level about the kind of threats that you're seeing in APAC at the moment? Yes. Uh, first of all, thanks for um, for the invitation. It's our pleasure to be here. Um, as you know, Anubis Networks, our focus is on threat intelligence. So we do a lot of research and we have one of the largest sinkholing infrastructures in the world. So from what we see in terms of top malware in the wild, so let's call it worldwide, we see a lot of infections like Sality, like Andromeda, Darkbot, Ramnit, Ramnit and many, many others. Um, keep in mind that Confinker uh, was excluded from our analysis and from our report, but is still uh, in the top one family. Also, uh, Sality includes both standard and peer-to-peer -peer variants, and this is very important. Um, regarding Andromeda, uh, also includes uh, numbers for GameRoo, a more recently Andromeda variant, because just to have some numbers in terms of infections worldwide, you can see Sality in, in top one, uh, with more than 500,000 uh, unique uh, machines infected worldwide. Then it's Andromeda with around 450,000 uh, infected machines. So as you can see, there's a high number of infected machines and unique IPs. So we are able to detect up to um, 6 million uh, of unique infected devices. Uh, but moving to the APAC region, um, in terms of uh, top malware in the wild, um, the top infected countries um, that we realized from uh, on a 24 hours period uh, using our technology and our product CyberFeed, in the first place was India, uh, with a little more than 500,000 infected uh, machines. Also Vietnam in the second place, uh, with roughly 150,000, followed up by Indonesia, China, and also Thailand. Uh, keep in mind that also uh, plus 30% of the total malware infections that we collected uh, with CyberFeed are in APAC. So from the worldwide, more than 30% are in this region. Also, India is by far the most infected country worldwide um, due to the poor high rates of piracy software and lack of also uh, operating systems updated. And of course, last but not least, poor security practices on the end user's computer. Also, the most prominent malware families on APAC 
are side by side uh, to the worldwide figures shows on previous um, worldwide infections. So basically at a glance, more than 3% of the total malware infections that we detected came from this specific region from the APAC. Also keep in mind one very important thing, the, the, the malware also is rising to our mobile phones. When we talk about malware infected devices, we think about servers, we think about laptops. But right now what we are seeing uh, growing a lot is uh, the infection on mobile devices. Joan, do you want to add some, some more information on this point? Yeah, sure. So it's exactly like you said. So it's that's one recent trend that we have been observing over time is that both on the worldwide landscape, but it's very notice, noticeable on the APAC region is the raise on, on the mobile uh, malware family. So we are seeing a lot of interesting stuff uh, that can be from the normal mobile Trojan, but we, we are also seeing interesting sightings related to Bannon software that has been taken over by other, other type of organizations. Also very interesting, we have observed as well situations where mobile firmwares that are being pushed uh, to mobile devices with, let's say, with, with the backdoors for accessing those devices. So all, all these in all, so all these different types of, of things that we are seeing on a mobile area are in fact very interesting and, and very recent and they are very widespread in the APAC region as well. Yeah, one of the good things also here that we analyze is that basically you can see that there is more and more mobile users all around the world, especially when you talk about new technologies like the 4G, the LTE, now the 5G, so you get more bandwidth it, and people start to move much more for the mobile devices and for the mobile access, not only using mobile broadband, but also using the phone. And in some regions, like for example, it's the case from APAC, a lot of the end users, they use a lot of the, the mobile devices. So there's something that everyone needs to be aware is that not only on a PC, on, on a laptop, or on a server, you can be infected or compromised with different types um, of malware. For example, we can talk about South Korea, where you get a lot of default tab in first place, for example, in terms of uh, infections, follow up by Darkbot or Adware. But um, as you can see, uh, people think uh, of an infection on my laptop. They don't think on an infection on a mobile device, on an Android device, for example. And uh, when you have an infection on the Android device, what you can have besides a backdoor, you can be uh, basically sending your information, your credentials, like, uh, for example, your Google data, like username and password, your LinkedIn password. So you can be sending everything to an outsider and also specifically to a bad guy. So people need to be aware that when we talk about infections, uh, we are not referring only PCs and servers like Windows 95 servers with Configure and so on. We are talking about all the devices that can own an IP and that are connected to the internet. They are exposed and they can be infected, Chris. There's a couple of interesting points that you raised there. I mean, obviously, it's worrying still that, that Configure is, is still flying around, although I, I guess it makes sense in that I think it was the Slammer worm was, was still going around years and years after, after that was... Uh, supposedly fixed and, and repaired by, by a majority of companies. Is it still something you're seeing a lot of, a lot of Configure? Yes, so Configure is still one, one of the main families that still has a, a widespread infection worldwide. And of course, the APAC region is no exception. In fact, it has more infections from Configure than anywhere else in the world. The reason why this happens is mostly because of 
outdated systems and the fact that is, is even though it's pretty old, it's a uh, it's malware that it's not easy to remove remove without drastic measures, and often it happens that uh, old systems they they keep being affected with configure for the simple reason that it ends up being more expensive to actually solve the problem than the damage that co- the configure itself can represent. So we we end up with a situation where we have this this very old malware that's still running very much wild uh, over the world, I think it's it's fair to say that it's a representation of the not-so-good security best practices. That's basically what, what happens. So it's a, the reason why this, this this infection is still so widespread is because of, of poor practices when handling security. So one of the other points that you mentioned that was was very very interesting was um, obviously the the growth of mobile devices is something that we've we've all been tracking over the last couple of years now and especially in in the APAC region um, mobile phones tend to be the the device of choice when accessing the internet due to high speed um, wireless connections but you mentioned um, mobile firmware is coming with um, you know, pre-installed with back doors. is is that in you know, any specific kind of of malware that you've seen or is that kind of generic and you're seeing lots of different kinds of, uh, of backdoor and malware nowadays uh, I think that that's that that varies so we've seen uh, very different situations uh, one of them that we have been tracking fairly recently is actually a, a, a firmware that appears to have been deployed on millions of devices worldwide with a debugging feature active that is accessible by the, the owners of the firmware or anyone that is able to control one of the domain names that is deployed by default on the firmware. So this means that uh, any entity that is able to understand that this is going on can ultimately capture one of these domain names and and automatically will give them access to millions of of Android devices all across the world because this is being deployed by default as a firmware uh, and sold on Android devices. So you get it and you don't even know you have it. And since it's not an application that you can install on or uninstall, you don't you have no idea that you have you have it there and there's little that you can do to to solve the problem. That's a, one of the big issues that we have been seeing. And I'm guessing that's that's a situation that will continue to exist due to the fact that it's probably impossible to get a firmware upgrade from these manufacturers because they're not necessarily interested in providing an update um, as, unless unless they're providing patches people are, are not going to install it and then obviously people um, even if there is a patch don't tend to patch their mobile devices unless they have to yes exactly so it's the same the same problem that we've seen over the time with uh, with other type of equipments like routers for example so it's exactly the same problem someone that has a device like like this is not going to, to be doing any upgrade most likely Unless it's someone more tech savvy that understands what's going on, uh, so and that that's a problem because the way to do those upgrades, like uh, like you mentioned, it's, it's basically sits on the the firmware provider the responsibility to do so. So and that's uh, an issue. So when looking um, holistically at the information that you're seeing there about the, the various attacks in various different regions, what are the trends that you've, you've started to see over the last couple of years? Um, I, know, I know obviously the growth of, of mobile malware is one of those trends, but what do you see being the trend next year in, in two years' time? Do you see growth in other regions such as 
router and more kind of uh, targeted attacks against um, small hardware devices, IoT devices, or is that something that you're not really seeing yet? Yeah, definitely. So uh, we think that uh, in terms of, of these types of, of attacks that we are seeing, and the, the mobile is an example, uh, routers or, or other devices that sit at people's homes are an obvious target for, for this kind of attacks. As long as there is a, a, a vulnerability that can be exploited automatically to take over these devices, then we are what we are going to see is botnets showing up that basically are going to compromise these, these devices and, and use them for their own purposes. So this is not new, it's something that has been happening over time, but, but yes, we believe that it, that's going to, to be more, more and more common. So it's not necessarily a case that this is a, a new style of attack, but it's something that could over the next couple of years become commoditized, whereas, for example, there's not necessarily um, virus packets that you can just go out and buy that would um, exploit people's routers right now, such as there is with, with Windows and mobile devices. Yeah, exactly. And like you mentioned, so the Internet of Things is, of course, something that is going to make this much more, much more relevant than, than it is nowadays. The fact that we have more and more different types of, of devices connected is just going to make this easier for any criminal organization that wants to take ownership of these devices. At least. Well, in the, the final build-up before the conference, and we're only a, a couple of weeks away at, at most now, um, if we're going to be attending the conference in South Korea, what are the kind of things that we should be doing to, to kind of prepare ourselves. I mean, I'm pretty sure that the, the relevant CERT teams kind of know what's going on, but is there any specific stuff in the APAC region that we should be paying attention to that we may not be used to? I don't, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I would say the, uh, probably the, the mobile area is the one that's going to be the, the more more interesting to observe uh, in the near future. So anything that, that can be done on that area is probably very interesting because it's sort of this new, different area, uh, uh, and I think yeah, that that probably should should have some focus. Great. Well, I will make sure to uh, break out a couple of burner phones before I fly over to <laughs> South Korea, then, just in case. And Chris, uh, be aware also of the open Wi-Fi networks because also South Korea, regarding the APAC region, is our number ten. So uh, number one is India, but in number 10, we have South Korea uh, with an average in the 24 hours period of 8,000 unique uh, infected devices. It's still quite a large, a large number there. So yeah, it's definitely yeah. Uh, consider consider when you're on the open wireless, make sure you're VPNing the usual, usual safety protocols when you're uh, in a foreign country. So um, thank you very much, guys, for, for coming on the, the podcast to have a chat and uh, giving us some information about the, the latest threats in the APAC region. I, I really appreciate it. Is there any other stuff you wanted to cover or have we covered most of everything? I think we covered most of everything. I just want to say that um, most welcome and we are looking forward to, to meet you guys also um, in, the, in the first event in South Korea in two weeks. Great. Well, uh, thank you very much again, guys, for taking the time to have a chat. I will see you on the site in Seoul. You've been listening to the official podcast of the 28th Annual First Conference in Seoul, South Korea. Occurring June 12th through 17th, 2016. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs>